He chased Actually, those go to Buddy. These he chased me around the car because he wanted to grab me and beat my ass. Room podcast coming at you again, my friends. My name is Darian. I am barely holding it together this week. Mm. I've got diarrhea and social anxiety, which I think are kind of hand in hand in a weird way. Uh, Miss Monica, should we we put on a mask? Uh, No, I mean, (laughs) uh, maybe you should. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know anymore. Miss Monica's in the house. I'm here. You made it back, baby doll. I'm here. How did the doctor's visit go? Oh, it sucked. Yeah? Yeah. Did you get poked and prodded at? <laughs> what did they give you? A colonoscopy? You don't no, have a- I had that like two years ago. Okay. I had the endoscopy. That, they, they put you under for that, right? Yes. That a girl. <laughs> I like that That's what stuff. it is. They, there's a whole p- porn hub sub... Category for that, that stuff is good if you want to go to sleep. Oh, yeah, put you, yeah, put you, you down quick. You yeah, don't feel nothing. No, I know. Or, you don't remember feel anything. Nothing. Yeah. That's amazing. You just have to check Pornhub the next day, make sure you're <laughs> yeah. not a unwilling star, right? <laughs> star in the making. Oh. How was your doctor visit, kiddo? Uh, I won't know till Saturday. Waiting no. on test results? Yes, I am waiting for test results, and then Saturday I also did labs too. So, so. just to just to recap uh-huh. for those of you tuning in for the first time, Miss Monica does not have COVID nineteen. No, I don't. Uh, she does have Crohn's disease. No, I don't. So we expect her. <laughs> we expect not. her to be wearing an adult diaper next week. It's fine. Hey, there's nothing to be ashamed of, Monica. It I don't even know what Crohn's is. That's where you poop your, yourself. Oh, I don't have Crohn's. I think I don't know anything about Crohn's. I believe. It's <laughs> where like you, it's like occasionally you poop yourself. Yeah, usually that, it starts with being a vegetarian. Uh, no. <laughs> and having yeah, no, having my stomach is making too much acid, and they don't know why. Like it just started. Like I already knew that I had a stomach ulcer. Lovely. But now it's like constant. Would like, you eat a fucking I, cheeseburger? No. I guarantee you that, feel better if you eat a cheeseburger. No, Dude, absolutely not. Go to. Go to like a McDonald's. They don't even use real meat. It's like sawdust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not eating that stuff. It's not meat. <laughs> it's poison. Uh, no, it's uh, not. I, I my kids have been on a steady diet of it for quite some time. I think they're going to make they're it. They're young. They have strong stomachs. That's why. True. Well, it's because they're not vegan. <laughs> it's a thing. That's, yeah. that's the real thing. Buddy's in the house. Buddy, how are you, amigo? Uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah? You hanging in there? <laughs> yeah. You look well. Yeah, except you, for my eye. <laughs> well, well, yes, you do got a bit of a shiner there. <laughs> yeah. And I told you once, 
And well. I'll tell you again. Don't make me tell you a third time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So you had a little workplace accident? Yeah, a little you? workplace accident. I was uh, trying to hurry up and grab a skew, and apparently it was taped to a corner board, and the corner board just... just Right on the edge of my eye, motherfucking big old V on the indent. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. I like, dude. I like, like every now and then. Uh, me and my my uh, half-ass alcoholic friend of mine will fight each other. <laughs> you know, we'll get we'll reach that level of drunk where we're like, you want to, you know, talking shit. Fucking come on out in the bed, and then we'll fight each other, and then we'll still be friends the next day. <laughs> yeah. But I like showing up to work with like a black eye because <laughs> yeah. then it lets everybody know. Darian will punch you, and he like seriously. I will, cl- I will throw. I know people at work are like, "Hey, so what happened to your eye? How'd you get a black eye?" The first rule is you don't talk about it. The yeah. second rule is you don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, apparently I failed those rules because as soon as I told him, "Oh, that was lame." Yeah, don't yeah. tell him what happened. Just tell him, "Hey, I'm not allowed to talk about it." <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Well, we got a fucking horror show to get into here, kiddos. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, we're about to get into some panic in the streets. Yeah. But first, we have to talk to you about something very dear and near near and dear to my heart. It's called Horror News. Yeah. <laughs> Horror news. Monica brought her book with her. I forgot my book. She, so oh, I, she got. She, I, I stand corrected. She's I got a wadded up piece of paper with her. I have to <laughs> jot down everything. She's chomping at the bit with her uh, fucking garbage piece of paper that she probably. <laughs> I know. I drove away and I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. I left it home, dude. I'm gonna get you another book just to leave here. But that won't it's do It's not going to do I know, but at least then you can look like you're doing something. You know what I'm right? saying? You can flip the pages every now and then. Oh, yeah. I got story. Oh, you got the story here. All right. What do you got for us there? Uh, okay. So my uh, should have been dad, D. Snyder, yeah. is making a new movie. Very cool. And it's going to be called My Enemy's Enemy. He has been teasing a sequel to Strangeland for quite some time. Oh, this isn't a sequel. I know. It's got yeah. nothing, nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. But I would still like to see a sequel to Strangeland. I, th- I think he's still talking about that because he actually has two movies in the works. Oh. And he didn't say what the second one was. Okay. But this one, he said, is going to be very disturbing. Strangeland was disturbing, I found. Well, I guess this is based off of the true story in New York, Long Island, about the um, hmm. the five guys that terrorized and did horrible things to like uh, over 100 people. Wow. I know, right? What story is this? Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Mm. Yeah, it said that five men entered three different locations and sexually assaulted over 100 people in that time period. Damn, those are some horny fucking dudes. Yeah. Right? They should be hung. Dude, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they were. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to Google it and see what it was. I've got the, the sexual prowess to maybe... Maybe like three or four people, and then I'm done. I, I'm not. I'm not going back out. I did. He did say that the, those guys were well, um, sentenced to 365 years. Well, that's good. So damn. I know they're probably dead. 
I know. I'll look it up. Oh, yeah. I want to know more about that. Life sentence. Those are some horny fucking guys, man. I know, Well, it doesn't say assault. It didn't say he had sex with a hundred different women. Well, I hate to think they were just cock-slapping people left and right. Yeah, they they did like like horrible things, they said. So I'll look it up. I'm sure it's terrible, whatever it was. Um, And then also, uh, we have a new movie coming out that you should watch for. Mm -hmm. It's uh, called You You Should Have left i've yeah. seen i've heard about this yeah it's i'm i'm intrigued by it Woo! Woo! 619 july it's june 19th yes what vod yes okay. on demand it'll be all over the websites Very you can cool. look it all up right. i'll find it on the pirate ship and then there's also another one that's almost like it because this one is with kevin bacon yes and wow. then the other one is called behind the walls now this one is supposed this is reuniting the um the the creative team from Stir of Echoes. Yes, the Kevin Bacon yeah. one. Yeah, the director. Yes, and Kevin Bacon yes. together. Yeah, very cool. But then you got Behind the Walls is also another house movie okay. where the house is waiting okay. for you. For me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that movie Must be a is fan gonna. Of the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually gonna premiere in uh, Austin, Texas, at the Blue Starlight Drive-In. Very cool. So uh, yeah, it says the house comes to life. I'm into it. Yeah, you like should that. see the trailers. It's I will check that out. Very mm-hmm. close. Right on. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, and then we have a new shark movie coming oh, out. Oh, fucking shit. That um, Tim should be. I'm excited. sure he's jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, in have Australia you seen right that now. one, Shark Bait? Uh, no, I've heard about it though. Yeah, the four people that decide to go uh, great white cage diving. That's a great idea. Right? Great You're idea. an idiot. You're a then. fucking moron. Stay out of the ocean. Yeah. I told you. I could jump in on this one. Okay. You can jump in what on this. Got? Okay. So with that, with that, uh, uh, shark movie, it is a new survival thriller said to mix Jaws and Saw. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. So what? The sh- the shark's gonna make him do stupid tricks to get out of his Described traps. Described as Jaws meets Saw, this nail biting of survival thriller is set in the hunting grounds of one of nature's greatest. Predators in the film when four backpackers embark on the experience <laughs> of a lifetime off the Australian coast, cage diving with a great white shark, they quickly realize their lives are in the hands of a far more dangerous predator. No way. I like to think of this as natural selection. Right. Because I'm sure there's some asshole out there that's like, I'm going to go cave dive and I'm going to get a <laughs> selfie of me and a great white shark and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to get laid. <laughs> uh, you're going to go down there and get eaten by a great white shark. Right. And I think you kind I think we're okay with that. Yeah. With you not coming out of that cave. Well, I YouTube those videos just to check him out of the stupid surfers that are like just sitting there waiting for the waves and then you see the sharks right underneath them. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Well, I mean, they don't know there's a shark underneath them. You can't really blame them. Yeah. They're trying to catch a wave. You should know that there's a shark anytime you go into the ocean. That's why I stay out of the ocean, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, That's what fuck. I say. I used to go surfing and I really didn't care. Well, I mean, I knew there's a possibility, but I'd do it anyway. All right, then. Good for you. <laughs> 
I'm not worried about great white sharks. I'm worried about like bacteria and fungi. Things getting in my pee hole. <laughs> when I was serving- fucking isop. What were they? Isopod. The thing. The bay. Oh yeah. Isopods. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. You turn me into a fucking oh. zombie, buddy. <laughs> you know what I was afraid of when I was surfing? What? Running into other people or surfing into. Other There's people. that. Yeah. You're too. You're too goddamn nice. Is the problem. You're courteous. You son of a bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> I got one other one that's coming out, and I'm a little, like, upset, but I shouldn't be. Okay. I, I haven't done nothing about it. But, um, so, remember when I was telling you that I, if I wrote a story mm-hmm. of how there would be the dinner party with the vampires yeah, and yeah. The burglars? Yeah. So, there's a new movie coming out called The Dinner Party. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, except this one, they're having the dinner party, but some of the guests don't realize that the other guests are cannibals. Oh, shit. What? Oh. And they just might become dinner. They're, they're, that's been done before. Yeah. I've seen yeah. I've seen that. There was, uh, I forget the name of it, but there was a movie that came out um, probably about four or five years ago about these underground pop-up restaurants that serve endangered species. <gasps> oh! And I think it's... People. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it starred Dominic Purcell. Uh, the name escapes me, but it was basically the same idea. Yeah, I remember that one vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But, you know. Hmm. I mean, if you... if you re- Any movie that seems original to you, you can, you can easily trace it back to another movie that's very similar. <gasps> oh, I'm sure you it's can. It's just a matter of which one, you know, mm-hmm. is kind of... Which yeah. one you like better, really? Yeah, what you, yeah. yeah. I like Monica's better, even though it's not been made in. I know, because I should just. Because she should have just written I, the fucking thing so yeah, we could make the movie, right? Son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> Damn it, Monica. <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, buddy. All right, Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead is returning oh. to drive ins across the country beginning June 13th. Nice. Yes. Yeah. That'll be pretty awesome. I like that. Of course, the uh, first stop will be Prize Corner Drive-In in Westbrook, Maine. Uh, That's okay. where it's starting. Uh, okay. And he sees his first ever King Kong action figure roars to life this summer. In fact, the massive figure starts at eight foot tall, or wow. excuse me, eight inches tall. Oh. <laughs> With to over say, Jesus Christ. Okay. That's know, a right? theft deterrent is what big, that is. big action figure. Put a security guard hat on him. <laughs> yeah. Eight inches tall with over 30 points of articulation. Included with the figure are two heads with varied expressions, a pair of open hands, and closed fist hands. Kong will be unleashed in September this year. Alrighty. Wow, that's the size of a penis. I'm depending on the pain. On the... <laughs> I don't know. It's super small to me. Eight inches. <laughs> Netflix Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> reboot premieres in July with six brand new episodes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's got the producers of Stranger Things. Uh, this modern take on the classic series will maintain the chilling feeling viewers loved about the original, while also telling the stories through the lens of a premium Netflix documentary series. Yeah. Each episode will focus on one mystery, and once again, will look to viewers to help and investigate in closing the book on long outstanding cases. Netflix ordered up 12 episodes of the new Unsolved Mysteries. And it starts Netflix July 1st this year. Mm, Did nice. any other show scare the piss out of you more than oh. Unsolved Mysteries when you were a kid? Dude, I couldn't get my no. eyes off it, though, either. God damn it, man. I mean, he made those burglars look like, oh, shit. And then there's Robert Stack. 
standing there in a trench coat next to a street light. He's got the perfect voice. All foggy. Does it say who's going to host it? Obviously not Robert Stack. Right. <laughs> who would host? Who would be a good Unsolved Mysteries host? You need somebody that's like deadpan serious. Dean Cain. I'm just oh, kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, he's already hosted three other shows. I know. Who it, but I don't remember. But check it out on Bloody Disgusting. You'll have more details. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, teen cult thriller The Color Rose embodies the seven deadly sins. Um, basically, in the film, an A-list girl click starts out starts a cult where each of them must embody one of the seven deadly sins. They realize there's more to their small religious town after they go missing one by one. Well, fuck. Yeah. Sounds interesting. I'm intrigued. Uh, the, the Color Rose recently had its world premiere at Mammoth Film Festival. Oh, okay. It actually sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't mind checking it out. Yeah. I'm intrigued. And that's all I got. What do you got? Hey, trailers are out right now for Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> Buddy, what do you think about that? I'm super stoked. In fact, you know what? I'm so stoked. If you go to tvillain.com, they actually have the Bill and Ted's, their shirt with the the uh, concert wild stallions yep nice wild so i bought one of those i'm psyched for that <laughs> i'm into it man i'm ready for another bill and ten i don't know as, did you guys watch the trailer no i haven't watched the trailer yet okay so basically if if from what i gather they're wild stallions uh-huh. and they're the multi you know the earth saving rock band but they've fallen on hard times and now they're being called back to the future because uh like the future people are like hey you fucked up so go fix it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I may be wrong, but that's just what I extrapolated from the the trailer. It's, it's going to be weird seeing John Wick go. Whoa! Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot of that. Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of that. And uh, the other guy, Alex uh, Winters. Yeah, he didn't look too good. No, he's not that, agent. That was probably his peak. <laughs> probably. Well, I think Lost Boys was probably his peak, but. Mm. Between those two, yeah, uh, looks like Event Horizon is getting the Scream Factory Blu-ray treatment. Yeah, I saw that. I am fucking pumped for that. Fuck yeah! I got to get myself a pre uh, pre order for that. Mm-hmm. Ari Aster, you know the name? Sounds familiar. Uh, director of such film greats as Hereditary and yes. Midsummer. Mm-hmm. His next film, he's teasing as a quote unquote nightmare comedy. <sighs> Uh, there was zero comedy in either one of those films. Right? There was like one scene in Midsummer that I kind of got a few chuckles out of. Yeah. But other than that, so I'm. It'll be interesting. I, I we'll like I like Hereditary. I wasn't mad at Midsummer. Um, I'll be interested to see how he handles a comedy. Yeah. So, I'll check it out. I'll check it out just out of curiosity. <clears throat> Lastly. It looks like Godzilla vs. Kong has officially been given a PG-13 rating. Yeah. I'd say I'm out, but I, I'll still watch it. Uh, are, you, are you up on the, the MonsterVerse? I didn't see the last one. I've seen the original... I saw Godzilla with Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Olsen when it came out. Right. Um, other than that, I'm a bit behind... Mm-hmm. I need to. I guess I need to check out Skull Island, right? I didn't watch that one. Did you? You oh, watched yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I liked it. And now th- I think there's another Godzilla movie in there somewhere. Godzilla and the Monster, because King Ghidorah shows up. Yeah, I watched the the last Godzilla they just made. Okay. Okay, I didn't watch. They're that pretty one pretty good. Either. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um... So that's a sequel to the one with Elizabeth Olsen. Is right? it a sequel? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Oh, I I don't. I don't know how they or did tied you watch it together. The, the Japanese one, where he's got the big giant tail. 
Well, I, I watched them all, so okay. you, I just have to see a picture of which one is which. I don't know. This last one that I watched was a lot of fighting. Okay. He was fighting a lot of monsters. A lot of other monsters. Yeah. Oh, I, think yeah. That's, I think that's part of the... Skull Mountain. That one, yeah. Because I didn't really recall there being too many people being shown. It was more... Just monster on Yeah, monster. it was more action-packed. Hot action. I'm into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Weird right on. Does it makes. That's all we got on the uh, horror news, you maniacs. Are we ready for some listener mail? You betcha. You bet your sweet behind. It's listener mail time. Listener mail. Oh, yeah. Let's get down to business. We got emails and voicemails and all kinds of fun stuff happening. Let's start it off with a brand new listener. Who is it? From right here in Reno, Nevada, it's our main man, Dusty. Whoa, what's up, wow, Dusty? Wow, it took Dusty all these hey, years? I know. Dusty <laughs> has been listening uh, for quite some time, and he refuses to email up until now. Here we go. Subject line, Terror Dome. Hey, Padded Room, first-time writer, wrong, r- long-time listener. Just wanted to get a pick in for the Terror Dome. I always forget until it's too late. I'm sitting here pretending to work and thought... What the hell? An email to the padded room would take up a few minutes. It would also give the impression of productivity. That's a valid point. Hmm. You can send an email to a podcast, and nobody will know that it, if you're working on a computer, they'll think you're doing something. Right? Uh, if anyone should happen to pass by whilst I'm feverishly typing away with a serious look on my face. Anyway, I'll take Cthulhu for the big win this year. All right. Dusty, I'm putting you down for Cthulhu in this year's Terradome. As soon as I find out Cthulhu is going to Dusty. Very cool. Uh, okay. Uh, there you have it. Um, I'll take Cthulhu. For the, I know, lame dad joke pun, but I haven't spent much time with other adults the past couple of months due to quarantine. 6 p.m. Cur- curfews. In the beginning of the year, I was in a month-long self-imposed hermitage because I was tired of all my asshole buddies giving me shit about the Mine Niners losing a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't want to give you any more shit uh, there, Dusty, because I was in your living room <laughs> when the Niners lost that 10-point lead. So I'm just going to say, uh, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> Yeah. So needless to say, not much adult interaction. Well, I guess that's enough fucking off. You guys are the highlight of my Wednesday morning commute, which I guess isn't really saying a whole lot. I'm just fucking with you. Great show, guys. Thanks for all the laughs. Dusty, a.k.a. the Red Queen's Kept Man. P.S. I'll try to pretend to work more often and write in on a more regular basis. Well, thank you very much, Dusty. Yeah, Yeah, thanks, Dusty. That's badass, man. You're locked in with uh, Cthulhu. And uh, that's good news for you, because I, I like his chances. We're going to launch our first uh, kaiju fight later on in this episode, buddy. All right. Are you ready for that? Oh, it's, fuck yeah. It's about to go down. We're going to start the 2020 Terradome in about, uh, I don't know, 40 minutes from now. But for right now, we got to get to Tokyo, Japan with our main man, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Subject line, Hi. Hi. Hey, Padded Room crew. Hope you're all well. Great yeah. discussion on The Last Man on Earth 
on last week's episode. Looking forward to your coverage on this week, which is a less horror film, more of a mystery detective film, but presents the difficulties of contact tracing important in the current world with the ongoing pandemic. Mm -hmm. Also, I had a comment on The Girl with All the Gifts from a couple episodes back. Definitely agree. It's great to have a new take on zombies, and the film was well done. For those of you who enjoyed the story, I recommend listening to the audiobook available on Audible, etc. That provides more time to deeper explore the situation and the world. Kevin at Lonely Bob. Right on, Kev. Yeah, I got I got an Audible subscription. I might check that out one of these days. Are you guys ready for a blast from the past? Yeah. Let's get down to Bakersfield, California. Here comes Tony oh, Tone. Wow. What's up, Tony? Tone Hi, Capone. Tony. Yeah. Subject line, hi. Hi. I haven't been writing in, but I have been showing up every week to listen, so there's that. All right. If no one has taken Cthulhu, then I will take him. If not him, the Kraken. And if all those are gone, I will take Mega Maid from Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> Just switch out Jet Jaguar. No one likes that guy anyway. I like Jet Jaguar. I thought he was pretty cool. The Mount Rushmore of horror is interesting. Who would be on yours? I'm going with Boris, Kor- B- Boris Karloff, H.P. Lovecraft, Wes Craven, Stephen King. Elvira would barely make my honorable mention list, but could you imagine the size of the boobs on the mountain? They would need an entire mountain themselves. Right. Uh, yeah, you might need like a weird ridge line situation for that. I haven't been watching much lately, but I did watch Forbidden World from 1982. It's a low-budget alien ripoff, but the creature is really good for the time and budget. Can you recommend any low-budget films with really good creatures? Anyway, until next time, Tony. Uh, is Tony? That's who Kraken is. Yeah, I know who the Kraken is. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. yeah. Uh, did I have the Kraken on the list? I believe I did. Let me, there he is. All right, Tony, I'm going to give you the Kraken. Unfortunately, you just missed Cthulhu. Dusty scooped him out from underneath you. Uh, we got a voicemail here to get into. Let's get down to the F-16 fighter plane of people that call into the podcast. From the mucky south, it's Alan. Alan Jaja! Woo! Monica, weren't you going to do an Alan Cha-Cha for us? Mm-hmm. I think you were. Yeah. Are you ready or not? No, no now not you now. you guys are staring no, at Okay, me. all right. Well, maybe we'll have you phone it in from a remote yeah. location or something. <laughs> That would probably be better. What's up? What's up, Alan? Good man from Alabama. Hope everybody's doing good. Looking forward to this Terry Dome. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen Big Man Japan, but I'm into it. It sounds like it's a lot of fun. It is. Um, <laughs> Last Man on Earth, that's a good movie. It's probably closest to actually I am looking. There is. Anyway, I hope everybody's doing good. You know, anybody that ain't doing good, shit gets better for you. Um, talk to y'all later. Have a good one. Well, thank you very much for calling in, Alan. Yeah, thanks, Alan. Uh, we are actually doing quite well here in Reno. All things considered, it could be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, some shit went down, but I feel like we've recovered nicely, and uh, we're moving right along. That's yeah. how I feel. Mm-hmm. You guys with me on that? Yeah. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. You see other cities. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Not not so much. All right, well, that's all we got on the listener mail. Do you guys have anything for Alan, Tony, Dusty, or Kevin? I say check the junk mail. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, you don't believe me when I say that all we have is a <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> but I will check the junk mail for you, buddy. Oh, looks like we got a last-minute entry here. Hmm. Here we go. from Also from right here in Reno, Nevada, here comes our girl, Violet. Hey, Violet! Subject line, Kaiju Pterodome. Hey, guys, I'm excited for the new tournament. As reigning champ, I'd like to join in with Cthulhu. I'm a big fan of Octopi. She put a little Octopi emoji in there. Octopus (laughs) emoji. So, of course, I'll choose that Kaiju character. Hope all is well in the padded room. Chaos inmates. Or Chow inmates, I mean. Violet. Well, Violet, I'm afraid uh, you got scooped by Dusty on Cthulhu, but... We still have Mothra, Mechagodzilla, Jet Jaguar, Megalon, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, Rodan, George, and Knifehead. Er, no, we killed Knifehead. Uh, that's it. That's all we have. So if you want to pick one of those guys, they're wide open, Violet. Uh, in the meantime, kiddos, we have a movie to get into, and we got to go live on the uh, Psycho Bunny thing. All right. You guys ready for that? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. got much time, Mr. Quinn. Commissioner, what's the use of kidding ourselves? We can't track down an unknown killer in two days. He's absolutely right, but there's only one way to do this. You get on the radio and panic the city. Now, wait a minute. Herewith recorded is the story of a silent, savage menace. How for three days a great American city found itself outside the United States of America. The events, incidents, and emotions of the people who were a part of it, who found time running out as they looked into the face of mortal peril. I knew you guys were crazy. Wait a minute, Neff, wait a minute. Wait, for what? Somebody else to die? You two men! Listen to me! I've got something to tell you! What am I supposed to do? Just sit here and watch? Listen, Doctor, I'm taking a chance that you may be right. You take a chance that I know what I'm doing and let me do it. As a matter of fact, you'd help us both out if you went home and went to bed. Okay, I'm not going to argue anymore. And I'm not going to wait until the facts penetrate that thick skull of yours. There just isn't that much time. I got to get out of here. Hey. What? Try and get back early if you can, won't you? Yeah, I'll try. Where's the other man? All right, come on, get out of Issues on here because it's not like moving. Did you notice that? I get that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Whiskey rum, uh, tequila. Stephanie is what mm. is my poison of choice. Mm. Hey, what's but up, Jesse? Jesse, oh, parole officer in the house. 
That's right, inmates. We are talking about Panic in the Streets from 1950. This one is directed by Elia Kazan. It got 4.6 stars on IMDb. Uh, stars Richard Widmark, Paul Douglas, and Jack Palance. I love Paul Douglas. You like Paul Douglas? I've, yeah, I watch a lot of his movies. Who, who did he play in this one? He was the um, the head cop, head chief. Oh, he was a tough son of a bitch. Yeah. I like I like a tough 1950s cop. Uh, they refrained from using any ethnic slurs in this movie, which I think was good. Mm-hmm. But you know that there was a lot being thrown around about that time frame, especially by cops. We're not, I'm not going to go down that road again. We did that last week. Whoa, almost had an industrial accident there for a second. So um, we're going to start off in 1950, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. And it's like a hot, muggy, mm-hmm. funky stinky sweaty like just that mis- just the fucking the vibe you would do think about um angel heart we we, we watched angel angel heart remember that that oh, vibe yeah. right mm-hmm. just that with everybody sweaty and did they even slick. have air conditions no, back then oh okay. no fuck no you all you got was like a like a rattly fan that made a lot of noise you yeah, know what I mean, it just blew. All it did really was move hot air from one side of the room to the next, mm-hmm. and then it'd come right back at you. It's fucking bullshit, especially in a muggy mm. uh, Lu- uh, Louisiana, New Orleans uh, kind of a thing where it's just humid all the goddamn time, and there's mosquitoes everywhere. But we're gonna jump right to like the seedier part of New Orleans mm-hmm. in 1950, which is like old architecture. We we, st- we actually start off with a pretty cool shot going through downtown New Orleans, like Bourbon Square, in 1950, uh, with all the 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 balconies and all that stuff. And we end up in a like a sleazy kind of a poker game going on in a in a like an upstairs speakeasy, not a speakeasy, but like an underground situation. And uh, it's a poker game, and, uh, you know, gambling's illegal in the state of Louisiana, especially in 1950s, and uh, high stakes, and it's kind of run by, like, a not necessarily a mob guy, but, like, a, a local hoodlum. That's yeah. right, hoodlum. Hoodlum. Hoodlum? I felt hoodlum. like I was in New York City, not even Louisiana. <laughs> you think, well, I mean, it could be just as easily New York, but it, they meant, later on they actually mentioned that this does take place in New Orleans. But yeah. uh, it's disgusting. It's stinky. Everybody's like slick with sweat. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a guy mm-hmm. playing cards up there, and there's actually like five guys playing cards. Mm-hmm. One guy gets up and opens a window and like pats himself off with because he's all sweaty and gross. Oh, God, it's so gross. And uh, he goes and sit, sits back down at the table, and he's like, boys, I'm done. I can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the guys is like, dude, you got to keep playing. Come on, you can't just leave like this. You're $190 up, mm-hmm. which in 1950s money is probably a lot. at least a couple oh, yeah. thousand right yeah. today. So he's like, no, no, I don't feel too good. I don't feel too good at all. I got to get out of here. He's like, no, you sit your ass down. So the guy gets up and leaves. And... Uh, this is where we meet like the the head of this hoodlum crew, a guy by the name of Blackie, who, by the way, is not African American. Let's not get on that boat. But he he's like, hey, Bla- Blackie doesn't want you to leave. Blackie says you got to keep playing. And he's like, no, nah, dude, I am not feeling good. I gotta 
I gotta go lay down somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's like, get your ass back here. So he just stumbles out of this this little gambling den, mm-hmm. out into the streets of New Orleans. He's like staggering around. This guy is not in good shape. Mm-hmm. All sweaty. What I mean, everybody is sweaty in this movie. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, oh, what am I doing? Oh, God, I was all fucked up. And uh, Blackie sends his crew to go. He's like, I want that money. So the other two guys he's playing cards with, a guy by the name of Poldy and a guy by the name of Fitch, go chasing after this dude. Uh, they corner him, like in the in the warehouse district, and uh, they're like, okay, now this is an, a 1950s movie, okay? Um, if you're going to sneak up on a guy, you act like nothing's going on, and then you get close to him. Mm-hmm. These guys, like, surround him from, like, th- 30 feet out and start doing, like, <sighs> like, a, like a combat <laughs> stance, stance, like, mm-hmm. prepare to be assaulted. <laughs> Who? And they're doing, like, a weird Spider-Man walk towards him, like, hi. And this guy's fucked up, man. He's like, I'm going to go back and walk this way. So he starts walking the other way. And the other dude pops out, and he's like, ha, yeah. going to get you. And the guy's like, no, go back the other way. He's surrounded. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eventually, Poldy, who is the smaller of the two guys, jumps on him. And he's about to, uh, to be honest with you, uh, the sick guy is about to kick Poldy's ass. Because he's Mm -hmm. like, he pulls a knife and he's like, I'm going to fucking stab you. But then Blackie, who's a couple feet away, pulls out a gun and shoots uh, the guy that won all the money. Mm -hmm. They take all the money and they throw him in uh, the river or the swamp or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Whatever they got down there in New Orleans. Uh, that's pretty cool. We got a dead guy right mm-hmm. off the bat, yeah. and uh, that's pretty disgusting. Mm-hmm. And we got a cut. We got so we got like a weird half-ass crime syndicate thing going on here in Louisiana. Calvin's in the house. What's up, Cal? Hey, Calvin. Hi, Calvin. So they're like, the next day, some kids find the body. They call the cops. Cops come and get the body. They take him to the coroner. Coroner's like, ah, you know, it's a fucking dead body. I'm just gonna dig. Mm-hmm. He's clearly died of these two gunshot wounds. Let me just dig the bullets out. We can close this up by lunchtime. Uh, he gets in there. He starts fucking around with the bullet holes. And he's like, whoa, something ain't quite right with this dead guy I got here. Mm-hmm. And all of his coroner buddies are like, hey, let's go to lunch. Coroner all of a sudden is like, you guys got to get the fuck out of here right now. Just go. Just get out of the room right now. You can't even be in here. Don't even look in here. And they're like, what are you doing? We're going to go to lunch. I'm surprised that the, the coroner wasn't eating a sandwich while he was doing the body. Because right. that's they the thing. They all do. I know. But apparently that didn't start in the, in the 1950s. Because this, this particular coroner actually takes his job uh, seriously, seriously and gets to take a lunch break. Whereas other coroners don't get to take a lunch break. Thus, they just eat sandwiches on the dead bodies. Which is disgusting. I don't know. That's just how movies are made these days. Uh, anyway... So hey, the, you got this? Hold on yeah. for me. You got this tuna? I'm going to put it on this dead guy. And I'm going to go put it to deal with this dead guy. Then I'll come back to my tuna, which I left with that dead guy. Uh, keep sandwich cold. Uh, you know, to keep a, I don't want, nobody wants a warm tuna sandwich. Those guys are probably the healthiest guys. They are. Yeah. They're exposed to everything. everything. So, absolutely. And still alive. Of course. They're like cockroaches. They're like sewer rats, really. You know who never gets sick? Sewer rats. Because they're just are... They, they just live Infested. in a sewer. But eggs, yeah, totally. They don't give a shit. Uh, so that's all well and good. Um, everybody's like, whoa, hey, that guy turned into a real dick. He's telling us mm-hmm. all to get out of here. The coroner gets on the phone with a um, medical officer from the Board of Health. And he's like, hey, dude, we got some shit going on. Now we're going to cut to our medical officer, uh, Captain Reed, who is actually a doctor mm-hmm. and is having a hell of a time paying his bills. 
Uh, he's got a $42 uh, grocery bill that he cannot pay. Now, I don't know what $42 equals in 1950 as opposed to today's money, but if you can't cough up 42 bucks for your groceries and you're a doctor, something, I think you've got like a methamphetamine habit or something, right? Something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe you're uh, spending a lot of time with the local prostitutes. I hope so, because that's like the most fun possibility. The most fun possibility, especially in New Orleans, right? What else are you going to do? In 1950, you'll get your dick sucked, whatever you're doing. Uh, there, he's like having trouble paying the bills, but he gets called in on this case. So he shows up. He starts looking at the cultures of the, you know, the microscopes of the tissue from the mm-hmm. dead guy. And he's like, what the fuck is this shit? We got some kind of a weird situation here, dudes. It's, it's, it's highly contagious. We got to get everybody the fuck out of here. I got to inoculate everybody, which basically means giving them some kind of an injection. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so I'm either going to quarantine everybody here for 10 days or mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, give you this injection and that'll, that'll shape you right up. Uh, either way, everybody, like all the press is onto this now and there's like all these other medical officers running around. Everybody gets the injection. Thank Christ for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, okay, all right, well, there you, there you go. Everything's good. But we got to find out who this dead guy is. Yeah. Uh, who the fuck shot him? Because obviously somebody came in contact with him. And what the fuck is going on here? Because whatever he had, it could spread very easily. And that's mm-hmm. going to be a huge problem uh, here in New Orleans. So... He's like, he gets the mayor, he gets the police chief, he gets a bunch of cops on the case. He's like, hey, we got to find out who shot, first we got to find out who this guy is, then we got to find out who shot him. So we start off trying to figure out who he is. No identification because the Blackie's thugs robbed this dude after he was dead. It was Luigi. Um, yeah. I felt like it was Luigi. Waluigi, or uh, Wario, I think, probably would be a better <laughs> assumption. You know, there's some villainy afoot in 1950s New Orleans kids, so watch out for that. Uh, regardless, they there's no ID on this guy. They don't know who the fuck he is. Uh, they expect that before the disease can become fully tra- transmissible, mm-hmm. they have about 48 hours to find everybody that has been in contact with this dude, inoculate them. Otherwise, this shit is going to take off like wildfire, like COVID-19 pretty much. Yeah. Um, so they've got a couple of trains of thought. Number one, it's 1950, and mm. this guy has no ID. He could. This is New Orleans, which is a big city. So they really have no way of knowing who he is, where he came from, or who shot him. And there's really no way to find out. So the first plan is to alert the press and get the public involved. And the doctor, Dr. Reed, is like, hey, you don't want to do that, kiddos, because if you do, the killer is going to hop on a train and fly out of town, and then he's got whatever this shit is. It's going to be all over the country in a week and a half, 10 days. Mm -hmm. So don't do that. That's a bad idea. And they're like, well, we can't solve a crime in 48 hours with no leads and no clues. What the fuck are we supposed to do? He's like, all right, well, just give me your best men. And this is where we uh, meet Sergeant Warren, who's a local sergeant for the New Orleans Police Department. Mm -hmm. And he's a bit of a hard ass, which I like. I like a hard ass detective because this guy isn't taking any guff from anybody. Like 1950 style, I'll punch you in the fucking face if you get in my way because I got a goddamn crime to solve, you piece of shit. <laughs> that's how it is. That's how the, that's how the cops were. So now he's like on the case. He's like, I'm going to fucking find this guy. 
and I'm going to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. And the the you know we get like some banter between him and the the um, uh, captain because the captain's like you're a Neanderthal and you should be in a cage. And the, the police detective is like you're a bit of a pussy and I'm going to do this my way. You piece of shit. And that's how that's pretty much how their relationship goes throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first step is try to figure out who this guy is. So uh, they unfortunately they have to burn all they have to burn the body and all of his clothes. So even if there was a clue, it's gone. It's been incinerated because we can't have anybody that comes even comes into contact with the body or his personal effects getting infected. So all that shit gets incinerated immediately. There goes all of our clues. So now they're like, ah, oh, fuck, how are we going to figure this shit out? Let's just, let's just go to some of the seedier establishments in town and start asking questions. Mm-hmm. So they do that. Uh, they don't really get anywhere. They go down to the docks, which is where, uh, you know, a lot of seedy business happens in New Orleans in 1950. Yeah. But they did have a picture. They did have a picture. They got a picture of this dude. Well, yeah. it's a picture of his dead body. Well, yeah. But, but I mean, still you know. A picture. Mm-hmm. I don't know any dead guys anymore, so... Can't help you. Now, you go down to the docks and you're dealing with the longshoremen of the 1950s, which is a very, which is a very mafia-esque community. Union guys, uh, mm-hmm. they know how to keep their fucking mouths shut. Mouths shut. Uh, they go down there and, you know, the, the captain is waving the pig. I'll pay $50 to anybody to give me any information from, about this, this guy here. Nobody's saying a fucking word. Eventually, he's like, all right, well, nobody here is going to help. So if anybody... If anybody yeah wants to come like uh anonymously i'm gonna be at the diner here till seven so he goes and he hangs out at the diner pretty soon here comes this this uh young lady and she's like you the guy paying money for the information he's like yeah you know this dead guy and she's like i was sent here to get you so come with me so the captain minus the sergeant mind you goes down mm-hmm. get, she takes him to like this boat house situation mm-hmm. and uh we meet like this labor boss for the longshoremen uh, this guy's an alcoholic and a woman beater, and uh, he looks exactly like you'd expect a 1950s longshoreman to look. Beanie hat, big broad shoulders. Uh, he reminds me of the uh, hmm. the puppet master. What's his name? Oh, uh, yeah. P- uh, yeah. Pinhead from that the Puppet guy. Master. Oh. Yeah, he's got the, the sweater yeah. and the pea coat on, and he's like, God damn it. and here, here's his poor wife. God damn it, Joe, I told you not to drink. You don't fucking tell me what to do. And then here comes the captain. He's like, hey, listen, you fucker. Um, that, uh, you, you, know, you know this guy? And he's like, I don't know shit. And then the captain's like, look, fucko, this dude is horribly sick and horribly contagious. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what kind of... Weird, illicit, illegal activities you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I just, first, I got to inoculate you because you probably got the crud. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I need you to tell me where this dude came mm-hmm. from and what the fuck is going on. And we get a little back and forth, a little tough guy push back and forth between these two. Eventually, uh, our longshoreman guy gives in and lets him take the shot. And then he tells him where this dude came from. Now, in New Orleans, circa 1950, I don't know if this is factual or not, but there was a bit of a human cargo smuggling operation going on where uh you know they would smuggle immigrants into the gulf coast via these fruit ships uh get them ashore and then for the right price they could go and have fun in new orleans and then they might take them back or they might just stay in new orleans whatever it doesn't matter 
But uh, they get the name of the vessel that this guy came in on. Uh, it's called the uh, Queen Liberty or something like that. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go. So the the captain's like, I'm going to go out to the Queen Liberty and start asking questions. Takes the police sergeant with him this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take one of those weird hydroplanes out to the ship, which is docked way out off, off the New Orleans coast. Uh, go on the ship and immediately get into a fist fight with the captain of that ship. Because the captain's like, I'm not telling you shit. All I do is fucking bring fruit in, and I don't know anything about anything. But as this argument slash fist fight is escalating, the captain's like, Look, you asshole, you're sick. You don't know it yet, but you're carrying some bullshit, and chances are everybody on this ship is sick too, so if you don't give me some information and let me inoculate everybody on the ship, you all fuckers are going to be dead. And it's going back and forth, and now they're like grabbing each other and fucking, I'm going to grab you you know, pea coats and longshoremen beanie hats, all that shit's flying around. <laughs> now, I don't want to sound like a racist asshole, but this part kind of coincides with current events because it just so happens that everybody on the ship, except for that particular captain, is Chinese. And they're all carrying the fucking shit. So the China Chinese people on the ship are listening to this exchange, and they're like, uh... What's he talking about? We're all sick. We're going to die. What the fuck is... So, finally, the captain's like, get you and your police sergeant off my ship. And the co- the police sergeant's like, hey, man, we're in international waters. Mm-hmm. We can't just be coming on ships and laying the law down. we we got to respect his authority. Mm-hmm. So, they're walking back to their plane to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Now, all the Chinese uh, people and, like, ship workers are all lined up. And they're like, uh, excuse me. Um, about that sickness, we're all going to die thing you were talking about. I'd like to talk to you about that because that sounds terrible and I don't want any part of it. Right. So he's like, oh, look at this, your whole fucking crew. Pretty soon the whole crew is kicking the shit out of the captain because they think that he got them sick, which he technically did. Mm -hmm. And now we have like a little mutiny on our hands and they all want to talk to Mm -hmm. the medical officer about getting inoculated and give him the information Mm -hmm. that, that they need. So they do just that, and we need like a translator because most of these dudes don't speak English, and um, we get a little actual information on the on our dead our dead body and where he came from. Turns out he's Greek, and he's a Greek immigrant. He was uh, smuggled into the country, of course. Uh, he came off the ship, and as part of this little human smuggling operation they get, they got going on, mm-hmm. and uh, the, his first stop he was talking about before he got off the ship was to this Greek restaurant. That he was very excited about going to. Need a zip tie for the microphone, Miss Monica. Well, see, the thing is, uh, parole officer. Why I got a zip tie? Yeah, parole officer. We we don't want to cover up this real estate right here. <laughs> this is this right here is where we make our money. If you know what I'm saying. Well, I'll zip tie. I'll put a no, mask on. No, it's right here, but I can't seem to get it up. That to too. The I gotta work on that camera angle, or get her a per- push-up bra, one or the other. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so. Now we know who this, what this guy's name is. His name is Kochak, and he was headed to this uh, Greek restaurant where he was going to meet with one of his cousins and, like, you know, go out for a night on the town there in New Orleans. So now we have a starting point, finally, Hi, which, is Co- which is this um, Greek restaurant. Now, about this time, we're going to cut back to Blackie, Jack Palance. Uh, he's starting to get a little, a little nervous because all of a sudden there's a lot of buzz about this dead body that he shot twice and put in the uh, the river there. 
So he's like, what the fuck is going Why is everybody asking questions about him? He's just an immigrant. I killed him and I took his 190 bucks that he won off of me, by the way. And uh, who gives a shit? It's a fucking immigrant. So he starts getting all these weird ideas. Now, he's got like two goons. I mentioned him earlier in the in the show here. A guy by the name of Fitch, who's a... God damn it. A big fat fuck and a bit of a uh, imbecile and a bit of a pussy. And another guy named Poldy, who was mm. actually Kochak's cousin, which makes his murder that much more lascivious considering uh, he was basically killed by his cousin for 190 bucks. Right. For this blackie guy mm. who is, uh, well, he's pretty scary, to be honest with you. He looked pretty. Jack Palance, a young Jack Palance, wearing a, uh, all right, Connor. Oh I don't think that was necessary. Jeez, I'm gonna. <laughs> wow, I know, right? I'm trying. I'm trying. To, hey, all right. Unruly up, up in here. Connor just called me an asshole for no reason. I feel like. Uh, so you're a man. There's a reason. I am a man. It's true. I can't do anything about that, Connor. I'm sorry. Uh, so regardless, Blackie is now like, he's trying to figure out why everybody's so interested in this, uh, dead immigrant all of a sudden. So he starts doing the math in his head and he's like, this motherfucker (laughs) smuggled something into the, into the country that's worth a lot of money. Now I want to know about that because I want to get my hands on it and get my hands on that money. Mm -hmm. So first thing he does is shake down Fitch. Again, Fitch is a pussy and Fitch, before we get off of Fitch, Fitch had the most bizarre comb-over situation I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Am I wrong? Okay, so follow me on this because this is a very complicated comb-over. So he's got the standard Costanza, which means no hair on top, but he's got the hair on the sides, right? But instead of doing like the grow this out and then flip it over, he decided to grow like this, the, the crown out, comb it forward into like a, a frohawk and then down. Now, I should probably draw, draw you some kind of a diagram to fully illustrate this, but because of the, the, the thinning of the hair, it basically made him look like he had tiger stripes on his head. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is wildly confusing, especially later on when we get into the chase scenes and the, the stripes are like, you know, he's running and he's, he's a big fat fuck, so he's running out of gas. Very, and it's just like the, the hair is like, woo, all over the place. Connor, what the hell, man? Jesus Christ. She is on me. Thanks for backing me up, Monica. Connor just doesn't like men, except uh, Buddy. She seems to be okay with you. It's me she has a problem with. Worse than Trump. Wow. No, All the, right. no the hairstyle. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. This is not fooling anybody, <laughs> Jennifer. This is a weird one. Could you imagine the tan lines up there? Oh, God. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird situation. Man, I guess that was passable in the 50s. Maybe. As being, like, you know, some kind of a fashionable thing. But no. really, it just kind of gave him, like, a weird zigzag, like a zebra thing going on in his I head. I thought it was, like, the sweat made his Well, that didn't help. Yeah, no, that no. didn't help either. Because we're in Louisiana, and he's a big fat bastard. He's sweating all the fucking time, which just gives him, like, head streaks through the whole movie anyway uh so moving on blackie's like i'm gonna find the, i'm gonna i want to know about this so he remembers mm-hmm. that poldy was uh kochak's cousin mm-hmm. so he's like 
Get me Poldy in here. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the fuck that guy was smuggling. I want a piece of that action. Right. Mm-hmm. So Poldy isn't showing up, though. So he sends Fitch to go find him in a weird pussy kind of a way. <laughs> uh, Fitch is like, yeah, I'll find him, Blackie. I'll get him. Hey, don't worry about it. Just don't punch me in the face. Uh, so that's fine. Everything's going kind of good for Blackie because he's keeping his shit underground. He hasn't left town yet. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to cut back to our medical officer. Uh, he's feeling. He's been on like 36 hours going hard on this, trying to figure it out. He goes back home, mm-hmm. has to burn all the clothes that he was wearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to the wife. Listen to the wife who's like, we still owe the grocery guy $42. And he's like, I'll get you the goddamn money. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the wife hits him with a, uh, I don't know if she was pregnant or she wanted to get pregnant. No, she was telling him we are expecting. We are baby. pregnant. Okay, because yes. it's it's a very weird conversation where she's like, mm-hmm. I don't want our son to be an only child. And he's and like. And that's the lady that played the mom on Dallas. Oh, is it really? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never watched Dallas. Me either. It's a little I bit. Did. <laughs> Why are you an asshole, Darian? <laughs> what the fuck, Connor? <laughs> Jesus, she is in attack mode tonight. So, you guys, well, thank you very much, Jennifer. I'm glad you yes, enjoy thanks. the show. Thanks, thank Jennifer. You, Connor? <laughs> anyway, uh, so now we have like this extra layer of drama because he's really got to find this, what, what the fuck is going on, and get everybody inoculated. Otherwise, there's not really going to be any kind of a world for his apparently expected child to be born into. Mm-hmm. So, that's all well and good. He's back on the case, and uh, he gets a call from the mayor. The mayor's like, meet me in the park. I can't be talking to you in public because, you know, there's too much press, and now this whole thing is really starting to build steam. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the park and meets the mayor. Now, the police sergeant had the local reporter arrested on some trumped-up charges because he was basically uh, harassing them and trying to get the facts and starting to put things together and threatening to put the, uh, the full story in the paper, which we don't want to do because it's going to cause panic and because you know we don't want the killers leaving town so remember that conversation we had earlier about the psycho bunny death cult Mm -hmm. i think i just made up my mind (laughs) 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 anyway um yeah this decision suddenly got a lot easier anyway um so moving right along, now he's like, okay, I can't keep this this reporter on trumped up charges. It's against the law. He's going to put the story out in the morning, which gives you guys about four hours to find the killer and get the fuck, get everybody inoculated and get this shit under control. Right. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh fuck, four hours. That that ain't shit, man. We got to get moving. So. He goes to the, the uh, Greek restaurant and shakes down the owner. Now, the owner's wife is there, and she's visibly sick. She's, like, coughing and hacking, and the owner knows uh, mm-hmm. Kochak, and he's like, ah, do I want to tell the cops about this guy? Yes. Obviously, they're asking for a reason. We don't need to get involved in this shit. His wife is like, dude, don't tell them anything. Get them the fuck out of here as fast as you can. And the owner's like, ah, shit. Shit, but what if this is something bad? I don't want to get involved. We should just no, get him mm. out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the owner comes back and he's like, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I'm sorry, guys. So they take off. Um, pretty soon they go to they start doing more research on Kochak, realize that his cousin is actually mm. Poldy. So they're like, let's go talk to Poldy. Poldy's living in like this weird 
dilapidated um, flop house hotel situation. So they're like, okay, let's go there. Let's fucking kick his door in. So they go there. They shake down the owner of the place. He's like, I only rent to upstanding members. I, you know, no criminals here. They're like, bullshit, you fucker. We're pulling thugs out of here every day. So they go up to Poldy's uh, room, which is disgusting, by the way. Yeah. Open the door. He's not in there. And they're like, ah, oh, shit, where is he? So they go down and talk to the owner again. The owner's like, he left. He said he was going to his mom's house because he wasn't feeling good. Now, about this time, Blackie actually rounds up Poldy. Mm-hmm. brings him into the restaurant or a restaurant and he's like look man your fucking cousin was doing some s- smuggling or something i want to know what it was and i want in on it because i'm i'm the local thug kingpin and that's that's what i do i guess so Poldy's like oh god i really don't feel too good right now can we just have this conversation later he's like no i want Poldy gets up and runs right out of the restaurant uh, Fitch, being the big fat guy that he is, can't catch him. So he's like, get, he gets away. But they find out that he's going to his mom's house. So does the medical officer. Blackie gets mm-hmm. to Poldy's mom's house first. And he's like, Poldy, I'm going to get you a doctor. I'm going to get you all fixed up. You're going to be great. And Poldy's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know. Oh. Um, a nurse comes in who is actually there to take care of Poldy. And she's like, hey, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. I don't know what this guy has, but it's not good. It's probably contagious. And ugh, just out. Everybody out. And Blackie sent for his own doctor, who like is probably indebted to Blackie for some reason. His doctor comes in, and he's like, no, 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 no. We're going to get this guy sorted out. Blackie's like, I need him talking, and I need to know what he's got going on here. And he's like, oh, Blackie, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nurse is like, dude, we got to get him to the fucking hospital right now. And the doctor's like, no, 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 no. Sends the nurse away. Uh, the doctor's mm-hmm. like, okay, so we actually should get him to the hospital right now because mm-hmm. this is bad. He's probably going to die in the next five minutes. Uh, Blackie's like, we're not taking him to the fucking hospital. The doctor's like, okay, I tell you what. A buddy of mine owes me a favor. He's got like an off-site facility. We'll take him there. We'll get him fixed up. We just got to get him into the back of my car. Right. So mm-hmm. in a weird move, they decide to like carry him down the stairs on the mattress. That was weird. It was, it was a very strange method uh, of carrying a sick guy. <laughs> they don't want to touch him. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. I wouldn't want to touch him either, man. He's all sweaty and shit. But here's the real motherfucker. Uh, as they're going down the stairs, mm-hmm. Reed and the police are coming up the stairs. So Blackie's like, yeah. oh, fuck. So they just take Poldy and flip him out of the mattress. And he goes... Right down the stairs, all the way to the bottom. Perfect. Now, Poldy was going to die anyway. I think that's a given, but now he's definitely dead. And we know that because the lady at the bottom of the stairs is like, he just broke his fucking neck. So, Poldy's now out of the equation. All right, So, but that's the bad news. The good news, though, is that uh, the police sergeant IDs Blackie, and now we know that he's the killer. We all know he's the local thug. Mm-hmm. So they're like, all right, that's that's the fucking guy. He either knows something or he's the guy that pulled the trigger to begin with. So we're going to get right on his ass and we're going to bring him in. So now we get this medium speed foot chase where Blackie and uh, Fitch are trying to elude the police. Uh, they duck out of there. They go to a fruit, a coffee warehouse. And apparently Blackie used to work there before he turned to a life of crime. So they're like dodging in and out of the, the, you know, the pallets and all that stuff. Again, Fitch is a big fat guy. So he's like, 
just panting and weaving. And, oh, oh, I can't run anymore. I can't do it anymore, Blackie. And Blackie's like grabbing him. Come on, Fitch. We got to get out of here. They get up on the roof. They get surrounded by the cops. A little bit of a shootout there on the on the roof. Mm-hmm. Blackie kicks the, the skylight in, and they jump back into the uh, the coffee warehouse. Again, they're running through the coffee warehouse. Another shootout there in the warehouse where coffee or uh, Blackie kills his own old boss, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of an ironic twist because, I mean, who doesn't want to kill their boss at one point <laughs> or another? So there, there's that. Uh, and then Blackie like comes around the corner and there's a manhole cover mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, come on, we're going to get in here. So now Fitch is practically dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he ran maybe a mile and a half total, so he is done. Mm-hmm. Blackie is pretty much carrying him. Uh, the mm. manhole cover doesn't go into the sewer, though. It goes underneath the warehouse, which is on a dock. So it takes you down into, like, underneath the, um, the like, to the pier area type of a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So down you go. Uh, the cops follow him right down in there. Mm-hmm. And, again, with the chase and the shootout, uh, Blackie kind of leaves Fitch, like, as a weird trap, like, on a, on a little canoe. And then he hides up in the rafters just as the chief medical officer comes in. Mm-hmm. And he's like... There he is. Hey, where's Blackie? Where's Blackie? And then Blackie reaches down and bumps, bonk, like bonks him right on the head with a gun. And then that's where he goes, fuck you. Ow, shit. Right? And then he falls over. Unfortunately for Blackie, though, the rest of the police crew is right behind uh, the captain. So, again, with the shootout, Blackie manages to make his way out of the uh, uh, warehouse, coffee warehouse, mm-hmm. and onto the pier. Where he tries to do like a tough mutter move and like shimmy his way up a boat line onto another boat where he thinks he's going to make his getaway. But at this point, Blackie is just about done. And he gets about halfway up there and then he just kind of runs out of gas, collapses into the water, and then they arrest him on the spot. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the end of your movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think of Panic in the Streets? Not that good. Good God. I was all right. Is it for a 1950s movie? I thought it was fine. I couldn't even stay awake to watch this movie all the way. It's, I mean, for a movie made in 1950s, you'd think it would be a lot shorter, but it wasn't. And um, it was a full hour and a half, and a lot of it is family drama between the chief medical officer and his wife. Dude, we get like a... There was too much talking. There was a lot of talking. And we get like a 25-minute speech from the wife about, you know, he works himself too hard and he doesn't make enough money. And he's like trying... He's clearly trying to go to sleep while she's giving him this rundown. So that would have put me to sleep. I mean, but he's just like, he's like laying there and he's like, well, how do you like that? Well, that is something. Well, all right then. And she's just going on and on about how she doesn't want her son to be an only child and all this shit. And I don't think it even occurred to him that she was pregnant. I don't think it, it didn't even occur to me that she was pregnant because this fucking speech was no, so long winded. Because when she told him, he got all excited. Like he smiled and he was like, oh, really? Yeah, but he was half asleep. But he didn't want her near him. Yeah, of course. She had to like go in the yeah. other room and have. Then he'd actually hear her. <laughs> well, I mean, he had to go in the other room and have the conversation through like a screen door. Because she didn't, he didn't want to contaminate her. Yeah, and the other thing was that we didn't mention is they had the plague. 
the, it was the, the it was the pneumonic plague mm-hmm. was the the mystery disease that they were talking yes. about. So uh, apparently, that squirrels in New Mexico still carry. Oh, really? Yes, they do. Well, that's oh. fantastic. But I think we have like a vaccine for it now, don't we? Do we? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know about I the vaccine. I don't know anything about anything. But um, I know they carry it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I mean, it's not really a horror movie, but it is pertinent to today's. Ryan, you thought it was good? Ryan, it wasn't that bad, right? Ryan knows what I'm talking about. I mean, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but for 1950, I thought it was all right. It kept my interest. It kept my kept I it kept me interested. I was I was in I was more invested in Blackie and his uh, little band of of knucklehead thugs. Yeah, the overweight knuckleheads. <laughs> Yeah, I had to like look for stuff to snack on just to stay awake. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> Watching it slap in your face. Yeah. Awake. It was not that bad. God, you guys are animals. It's fine. It like it's a, if if you want something that's pertinent to today's situation, I think it would be a good watch for you. Bear in mind, it is the 1950s. Uh, views and. Attitudes have changed a lot since then. This Connor, one- you, I, Connor says the '50s sound like it sucked. Actually, if you start watching like the Outer Limits, the '50s were deceiving. People were so evil and just betrayal, and murder. You should check it out. I, that sounds like a lot more fun. I like that idea. It was a good. It was good to a certain extent of being made in the fifty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Ryan. That's exactly what I'm saying. You know, you take it with a grain of salt because it is black and white. It is in the 1950s. Action sequences obviously <laughs> weren't what they were back then because you know you got you got a couple of like watching Jack Palance run through the warehouse. <laughs> he had like a weird kind of a saunter to him. You know, yeah, what, are you trying to get away or what are you doing? I don't know what he you're had doing. Scoliosis. I would rather watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show than Panic in the Streets. Yeah, mm. I would. I would agree with that, mm-hmm. Connor. That might be the first thing you've said tonight that I would agree with. But um. Connor, I just can't agree with that. You, you would, haven't seen it. You would rather watch. <laughs> I would in the rather streets. watch Panic in you the Streets. You haven't even seen Rocky Horror. I, I don't want to. Sorry, guys. <laughs> She doesn't like musicals, is yeah. what it is. Bullshit! I love the zombie apocalypse movie. Oh God, Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes, no. I love. We're back on. Boy. We're back on that again. I listen to that one all the time. How dare you? How dare you? Get out! It's not even good. It's not even good music, Monica. It is oh, true. get the hell out of here right now. Um, it would be better if it was made in the present. Yeah, probably. This one probably, probably do with a remake, especially a remake? today. Yes. A little more action in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little, I, little, I, little less it family almost drama. Sounds the like rock in the it. Um, outbreak, <laughs> the beginning part, to yeah. me sounds like yeah. The when outbreak. they're trying, it's mm-hmm. tr- them trying to track down the contact traces, yes, and find out who this dude is and where he came from. Mm-hmm. More of a crime procedural drama, I'd say. Uh, right on, inmates. I think we are going to take us a little break and come back with some other stuff. Yeah. Boo yeah. As I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor And I can't help but to hear No, I can't help but to hear In exchanging of words I love you, I love you too What a beautiful wedding What a beautiful wedding Says a bridesmaid to a waiter yes, but what a shame What a 
shame the poor groom's bride is a whore. I chime in with I haven't seen people ever heard of closing a damn door. No, it's much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of poison rationality. I chime in, haven't seen people ever heard of closing a damn door. No, much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of well, in fact. Well, I'll look at it this way. I mean, technically, our marriage is safe. Well, this calls for a toast, so pour the champagne. Oh, well, in fact, well, I'll look at it this way. I mean, technically, our marriage is safe. like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. These weird bands. Here we go. And we're back, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. Um, All things considered, I mean... That would have been a good way for Corona to end, but it didn't. Shit got out, and then it went international. Really, what if we could track the coronavirus right down to like a couple of card-playing uh, hooligans? <laughs> you think it would have gone as, a little bit smoother? <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. Well, we not. could have just shot that first person that flew in from Seattle or flew into Seattle that brought it over. Well, now, see, we don't even know. We think it may have been here earlier. So who fucking knows? It it's wasn't gone. It's, here. I, mean, it's, I don't think it was here earlier. It's too late now. Somebody brought it in. Well, obviously. It's all a conspiracy. I like, China I like to think, sent it over. I like to think it could have been a, uh alcoholic Greek gentleman with a penchant for playing cards. <laughs> Unfortunately, that cat is already out of the bag. 
Anyway, we got a, uh, a Terradome to start right now. Are you guys ready? Okay. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale emotion. To the Terradome. 2020 Terradome Kaiju Edition starts right now. It should just be virus. Vi- a virus? Virus Teradome. against virus. Oh, that'd be weird. <laughs> uh, whichever whichever sexually transmitted situation, that's the one I want. That's oh, the one I'm going to pick. AIDS, I guess, would be a good one because people are always having sex. No, herpes. Herp- well, I know, but that's the not... The long-lasting one that will always be around. But it's non-lethal. So it's not lethal, but you can't get rid of it. No, but you're just a douchebag. <laughs> that's, all, that's all that means. You'll be fine. Here we go. 2020 Kaiju Edition Terradome starts now. Before we jump into this first match, let's take a look at the rundown, shall we? Mm-hmm. We have Alan with Godzilla. We have Tim with Bruce, the shark from Jaws. We have Lance with King Kong. Troy has a Cloverfield monster. Monica has King Ghidorah. I took Big Man Japan. Buddy has the Blob. Dusty has Cthulhu. And Tony took the Kraken. We're going to kick it off in the Inferno Conference round one, starting right now. Now, we change, I changed things up a little bit this week We're with this edition of the Terradome. I'm not as well-versed with these characters as I am with standard horror villains, mm-hmm. so I'm not able to write the usual lead-in. But what I did do instead mm-hmm. was drop Buddy's phone, mm-hmm. and then I got all the, the statistics on these guys. Oh, oh So okay. instead of giving you my own little fan fiction, uh-huh. I'm just going to give you what the, the pros and cons of each fighter is. Oh, that's okay? even better. We are in the Inferno Conference Round 1. Wow. Which is going to be King Ghidorah. Miss Monica's guy mm-hmm. versus Megalon, mm-hmm. weighing in first at a weight of one hundred, or excuse me, thirty thousand to seventy thousand metric tons, at a height of one hundred to one hundred and fifty meters is King Ghidorah. He is from an irradiated species, meaning he is some kind of a man-made monster. His mm-hmm. abilities include flight. Gravity beams, hurricane winds, constricting necks. Mind you, he has three heads Mm -hmm. and a set of wings. He has uh, fireballs that he can shoot. He also regenerates. He can put out some kind of a force barrier. He has what is called an electric bite, 
which mm. I'm not 100% sure what that means, mm-hmm. an energy shield and magnetic powers. Mm. His opponent, weighing in at 40,000 metric tons, coming in at about 55 meters tall, is an insect species. He is Megalon. His abilities include strength. He has double drill bits for arms, which is weird. He can tunnel underground using these these drill bits. He can also use them as a weapon. He has beetle wings, which is, allows him to fly. He can shoot electric bolts from his bizarro rhino horn. And he also can cough up firebombs, which is a, a weird trait. Hmm. That being said, that is your first Terra Dome matchup. Miss Monica, who are you going to pick in this one? Well, I'm picking my three-headed dragon. That's one for King Ghidorah. Buddy, what do you think? I'm going to have to say King Ghidorah on King this Ghidorah one. King Ghidorah on that one as well. I am also going to take King Ghidorah, and my rationale for that is that I've seen a movie where he actually won the fight. Uh, Megalon just seems to get his ass kicked every single time, usually by either Godzilla or Jet Jaguar. Yeah, he's small. He if is, I recall, he is. He small. is a smaller kaiju, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it doesn't necessarily mean he's not formidable. But right. I've never seen him fight for shit. Every time he did, every, he, he always he, loses. Every now he'll team up with uh, one of the other guys, and they'll start to put a beating on Godzilla. But then mm-hmm. Godzilla always comes back at the end and kicks the shit out of both. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like one of those. Uh, cannon fodder monsters really he's just there to get beat up mm-hmm. he's there to he's like a heel in wrestling <laughs> you know he's gonna get some shots in but you know he's gonna lose at the right. end of the night so that for that reason i'm taking king Ghidorah. that is your Terradone matchup for the week inmates it is king Ghidorah versus megalon get us your votes by the end of the week if you can the, me- the mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275 the regular old email is the padded room 2011 at hotmail.com while you're pondering that kaiju fight, uh, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? I just realized something. This guy. Hmm. Who does that look like? What are you looking at? Hey, I just got to watch one movie this week. <laughs> Somebody, See, this is what happens. Uh, it's called She Walks in the Woods from 2019. I, I think I caught this one on Amazon Prime. Uh, found footage, uh, two brothers making like a, a, have a YouTube channel and they're mm-hmm. going out to make like uh, survivalist things like mm-hmm. how to survive in the woods and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Run afoul of this terrible creature. Um, which was actually pretty cool because mm-hmm. there was a lot of suspense. Monica, you saw this one. Yes, too? I did. Yes, see you this did movie. see this one, and you <laughs> thought it was all right. <laughs> yeah, I actually liked it. It was scary. It was uh, normal. Like I said, found footage plus uh, low budget usually is a lose lose situation. What little budget they had, I felt like they put into the right place, which is in the creature effects that you get to see at the end. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creature's pretty gnarly. It's um. I, if I had to compare it to something in a folkloric kind of a sense, I would say maybe the Jersey Devil in a weird way, mm. but with a with a female aspect to it. It had mm. antlers, which is a weird creative choice. Yes, 
Antlers can be scary. Yes, oh, they yeah. can. You know, you get gored with those fucking things. Ouch. Almost like uh, the other movie, no. the antler creatures, um, the dark movie. The dark? Was oh, from the called? from the dark with from, Kevin Durant? Yeah. 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 They walk yeah. upright mm-hmm. and they climb all over the fucking oh. church. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good show for being, you know, uh, probably made for a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Not wow. too, not too bad at all. Amazon Prime, I think this hmm. one. If anybody wants to check it out, hmm. that's all I got to look at. Monica, what do you got? Uh, I got to watch the new Kevin James movie, Becky. Oh, mm-hmm. what did you think? It was good. I heard good how, things. How was he in it? It was hard for me to see him. Yeah, yeah. You know, being a Nazi guy. All wow. covered in tats. But, oh, was he really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know we were going that route. Yeah, he. Okay. Yeah, he. Was well, he's supposed to be supporters. like a like a like right out of prison. I think. Well, well, I'm not going to give it away because you guys should definitely watch it. But okay. yeah, it's good. Okay, Becky's right a little badass. Um, I got to watch the deeper you dig. Okay. Hmm. It was weird because I just I got a quick like uh somebody reviewing the movie and i was like you know what i want to see that movie and as soon as i started it like i knew i was gonna like the movie and it's pretty much a family based Hmm. uh mom dad kids uh and should i tell you about it uh can you do it without spoiling the movie? Yeah, basically, uh, mom and daughter are together. Daughter wants to go hunting at midnight. Mom is like, well, I got to work right now. Uh, daughter sneaks out to go hunting in the middle of winter. Why would you do that? Well, it's like, I don't know, Minnesota or some shit, like 20 feet of snow. So it's not a big deal. It's a little town. Uh, here comes a drunk driver. Yeah. Runs her over. Of course. And that's all I'm going to say. It's more of a supernatural movie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So huh. uh, it's pretty good. Hmm. Sounds I good. Yeah. Checked out uh, Monsters Club. Monsters Club. What is that? Yeah. That's the Vincent, Vincent Price one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched nice. that. You, you dug into the, the catacombs <laughs> yeah, for that one. I, I have been. That's a, that's a weird one, man. Um, I like, I think it was the first one where the guy whistles. Every, yeah, that was so creepy. People just explode. But the, the, the one that kind of, I, I thought was really silly was the, the TV producer that goes into the weird fog. Oh, I didn't like really get that one. I didn't, I, I thought it was silly. And like, he's, he's basically, uh, you know, he's a prick. And then he goes in there and he's like, I'm going to, this is a great little village. I'm going to use it for my next scene. And then they're like, uh, no, you're, we're going to eat you yeah. instead. I, th- I, I think that one, the first one was my favorite one too. The, yeah, whistler, the whistler guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I checked out, I went on the uh, action side. I checked out Colin Clifton's latest movie, which is called Transpecos. Huh. It's hmm. right on the border of Texas. It's the river of uh, Texas and Mexico. Who is Colin Clifton? You don't know who Colin Clifton? Yes, uh, you do. I think you're trying to say Clifton Collins oh. III. Is that his name? He's he's the, the weird the guy with Clifton? the weird face. He was in Westworld. Um, he always Westworld. plays uh, Gangbanger. Gangbanger. Or dr- he was a drug dealer in uh, that James Vanderbeek movie. Was he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Six degrees of separation. What the fuck? Oh, yes, that guy. 
guy. Yeah. Did I get his name back? Yeah, you called him Collins Clifton. Who the fuck is Collins Clifton? <laughs> you see what I'm dealing with? Clifton here? Yep, Collins. you figured it out. Oh, well, yes, because yeah, I'm, fl- I'm fluent in Monica, Monica Eads. <laughs> <laughs> and I checked out Vince Vaughn and Liam Hemsworth's new movie, okay. uh, Arkansas. How's that? I liked it. Nice. I like him. Cool. I don't care for Troll or Chris. Chris. What does he play? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, what's the... He's Thor. 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 I don't care for that guy. I don't know that I could... There's another Hemsworth that was Yeah, the also... ugly one. We already discussed All this. right. <laughs> All right. I don't know that I have a Hemsworth power ranking, but... Uh, Liam seems to be making, like, more movies and more, like, action. Like, he could be a John Wick Is in he... the future. He's the one that's with Miley Cyrus, They right? divorced. Oh, did that they? That poor I, guy. I didn't know they were ever married. Yeah, they married. Okay. And then she cheated on him with a woman and posted it all over the internet. I'm okay with that. Ha, ha, ha. I'm all right with that. You can do that. <sighs> Poor right. God. It's all good, baby. And that's all I watch. I like, I like to... Oh, uh, and I watch John Henry. Who's John Henry? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Terry Crews? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The railroad movie. Yeah. Yeah? Not, How's that? Not, it's not a railroad movie. Oh, it's not? It's uh, I come back to the hood and I got to take care of some business kind of oh, movie. Oh, okay. It's an action-packed. Oh, wow. Oh, Terry yeah. Crews. Yeah. I like that. And the dude from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Which what's one? What's his name? Mackay Pfeiffer? Which no, Dawn of the Dead? the original. Oh, um, the, Ken Foray. Yes. Nice. He played the dad. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like wow. him, too. Mm-hmm. Buddy, you get to watch anything this week? Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned Becky with Kevin James. I actually watched uh, Hitch. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> with Will Smith and Kevin James? Yeah. Nice. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a good one. I like that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, so just picturing Hitch going to... <laughs> right? Yeah, Kevin James a, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's Paul Blart, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Thank Paul you. Blart, yeah. How fucking scary could he be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm sure he... It, you said he was pretty good in it, right? He, he did a good job. But it was really hard for me to see him. I like I like Kevin James. I yeah, know you said he's, he's a, a prick, actor. but yeah, he is. I think he's his stand up is very funny. Yeah, yeah. you he guys will like that movie. I'm gonna get into it. I'm mm-hmm. gonna check. I'm gonna put it on the pirate ship. And also, I just had to check it out. Big Band Japan. <laughs> what did What did you think? <laughs> Stupid. What? <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> the characters that he's. Fighting, I love it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so dirty. <laughs> It gets it gets the the ending is very strange. I don't understand the ending at all. Because <laughs> yeah. at the ending, they it all of a sudden turns into like a weird. I'm not going to ruin it, but mm-hmm. yeah, the what the one like the female monster that's just blowing her. her <laughs> I guess her pussy open and shut. Whatever that is. Well, yeah, the one with the eyeballs and yeah. the penis thing. Yeah. And then the <laughs> other like, monster comes up and he's like, I'm going to bang. And he's like, hey, uh, you guys can't be doing this here. <laughs> These yeah. are giant monsters in a city. I'm thinking to myself, you can watch this? Yeah. I mean, he can't read the subtitles, obviously, yeah. so he has no idea what's going on. He just sees the big guy running around with a stick and his hair sticking up. <laughs> oh, right on. I love Big Man Japan. <laughs> The funniest part is when he's not big man. He's just the regular guy. Yeah. And like people are breaking his windows. He gets windows beat up and he's got like band-aids all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? He keeps wearing weird hats for some reason. <laughs> yeah. All right. God damn it. Let's talk a little uh, immersion therapy, shall we? Immersion Therapy. 
All righty. Did you guys get a chance to check out the lodge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those kids are a couple of fucking pricks. Right? Right? Mm-mm. You don't think so. You Mm-mm. think she's the crazy one. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I mean, clearly. <laughs> I mean, okay, she was on, she came from, she had the, the weird cult growing up right. situation, which is a motherfucker. But she was doing well, and it's not her fault. Alicia Silverstone killed herself. This is the, right. like, I would say the third movie I have watched where uh, mom dies and we already got the new girlfriend. We're shoving it down the kid's throat. It was six months. Yeah. Well, was six months. Okay. Well, that is. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of seeing each other. They, no, previous, yeah. obviously. And dad already left mom to be with the other chick, which mm-hmm. is fine. I get that. Uh, and he, I mean, it's not. That happens, dude. Moms don't kill themselves usually when that happens. And, you they know, should kill the man. So, but at the same time, like I can kind of identify with the kids because, you know, I would be yeah. I would be bitter about that. And how mm-hmm. do you? I don't know that you could psychologically not blame either the dad or the dad and the new girlfriend for mom's death. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but they they. Took some shit to another level, man. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, is, okay, you want to fuck with her? By all means. Uh, put saran wrap on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe, I mean, I'm not going to advocate animal cruelty, but maybe, you know, put the dog outside and let it fend for itself. If you want to be a prick, don't take her fucking psych meds while you're trapped in a cabin alone with her. Right. She will go crazy. And I get that that's what you're going for, but you have to understand there is a possibility of some bad ones, (laughs) bad ones. And that's what you ended up with, you Mm. fucks. I made the parole officer watch this. What did the parole officer say? So he, well, at first, you know, the first scene with her, the mom, Mm -hmm. he did the same thing I did because when she like shoots herself. Yeah. He, I had to rewind it and go, what the fuck just happened? And he was like, whoa, what just happened? And it's very he had quick. to yeah. rewind oh, yeah. it. And there's like no lead up to it. She just very calmly yeah. sits down. Boom. Yeah. And then as the movie goes on, then he's like, okay, what is this movie about? Because it was starting to get boring right there. Right. And then I'm like, oh, just wait. And he's like, he's sitting there. He's all, oh, there's someone in the house. And he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just it makes like, you wonder okay, it. yeah, okay, definitely kept my interest. And then when he comes in, the dad, yeah. and that scene too, he's like, holy shit, <laughs> like you were not expecting yeah. that. Yeah, no, right. I think, uh, I mean, I, I, first off, if, if this were to actually happen for a second or two, I would actually applaud those kids because. They sold it. They sold the fuck out of it. Oh, yeah. I, at that age, could not keep a straight face while all that was going on. Yeah. I, could, I would be like, oh, God, this is silly. Come on. We're freezing in here. What are we doing? This is stupid. Let's, uh, let's get the power back on. I want to play my PlayStation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So they sold the shit out of it. But, dude, like uh, when, they, when they started playing that whole we're already dead angle and the kid hangs himself and he's like, hey, look at me. I'm already dead. I can hang myself. Dude. This is bad. This is going a, l- a bit far. Oh, and I understand yeah. the dog part was an act was not it was they were not supposed to do that to the dog. It just kind of happened. Yeah. But that was the breaking point. Yeah. And that's that's officially when it's time to to call it off and yeah. be like, oh, sorry, or oh, uh, hey, turns out we're not dead. Crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. Uh, I thought the kids were pricks. Um, 
that that's uh what's her, that's uh, Elvis Presley's granddaughter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that played the the hottie there. Yeah, yeah, she got naked too, buddy. <laughs> you think of that <laughs> shit? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'm into it. All right, kiddo, what do you got for us this week? All right, this week let's check out 2018's Our House. A young genius accidentally invents a device that amplifies the paranormal activity within his family's house, possibly bringing back the spirits of loved ones and unleashing things far worse. You can find this gem on Netflix. Beautiful. Sounds exciting. This I haven't seen that. a good movie. You've seen it? Uh-huh. Good show? Yeah. Love it. Right on. If you're into Supernatural. I am into Supernatural. Right on. Right on, inmates. Check that out. We'll do the same and compare notes next week. In the meantime, we got to educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. Monica, you were not here last week. Yeah, so you had clues. So I had it. Um, also, I recalled my clues from the previous week. Oh, nice. Which Monica did guess. Two weeks ago, I was altered. The rednecks, you abducted me, you fucking aliens, but mm. now I abduct one of you, and I'm going to chain you up in my fucking garage with my meathead friends and drink beer and possibly get the cops called on us. More of a comedy, I found. Oh, it is not. You don't think so? No. Imagine these fucking rubes trying with oh, this no. alien in their garage. Because this is what like white hillbillies would do in real that's life. What I, that's yeah. the funniest part yeah. about yeah. it. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> clues from last hey, week. Earl, I got one. <laughs> uh, clues from last week. I may or may not be psychotic. Everybody seems to think I am. My doctor keeps telling me that I'm murdering families, although I can't seem to really recall it, but he's pretty sure I am. I better just step in front of a truck and uh, put the whole thing to bed. Any thoughts? Oh, I left out the most key element of this movie because I knew somebody would nail me if I did. <laughs> I can't. I just. The name of the game is Nightbreed. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Woo. Damn it. Yep. See, I could have talked about monsters living under a cemetery, but yeah, then everybody then would every, be like, oh, you're yeah. fucking night breed, you asshole. See, I pulled a Miss Monica on you there. Mm-hmm. I gave you like only the first three minutes of the movie to think about. Yeah. All right, Monica, give us your clues <laughs> for the week, please. Okay. This movie, anybody who is a real horror movie fan will guess this movie. That's what she always says. No, this is the, the yeah. one of a kind. It begins with a stormy night. A father disappears. Now the mother is gone. A son must find them both. Off to this deserted town where if you lose a bet, if you lose a bet, now another brother has to come to the rescue. In the meantime, they kidnap his girlfriend for a sacrifice. What the hell is happening in this church? If you lose a bet, mm-hmm. you took a weird pause after the lose a bet statement, which makes me think I need to <laughs> dig deeper into this losing of a bet thing. <laughs> it feels like a Mad Max situation. Break a deal. I thought that that would 
That would... That would give something away? Yeah. Losing a bet? Losing a bet. All right. Think about that, inmates. We'll do the same. <laughs> oh, fuck. we got to figure out what movie we're doing next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will tell you right now. Let me just pull up Kevin's email. Join us next week, inmates, for... The Ape from 1940, starring <laughs> Boris Karloff. Woo! <laughs> Didn't we do that one? I think we did, but we can oh, re- okay. retouch the on ape. that one again. It's about a big ape. Yeah. Finally, a movie that might be fun. Right. Because the fir- last two have been kind of bummers, really, <laughs> mm-hmm. given current events and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, join us next week for The Ape, inmates, here mm-hmm. in Public Domain Month, courtesy of Kevin in Japan. You, too, could pick a theme for the month. Mm-hmm. Just go to uh, paddedroompodcast.com, hit that Patreon link, drop us five bucks, and you could have the month of uh, July. Ooh, wide July. Open. Wide open. If nobody, yeah. if nobody takes it, then it's mine, because it's my birthday month. Oh, okay. So yeah. I might... If you, I mean, if you don't want it, then that's fine. I will put together a list of oh boy. some silly shit. He's going to put a list together. I'm going to put a list together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, inmates. Thank you again very much for joining us. We'll see you next week with the ape. Uh, in the meantime, for Buddy, Miss Monica, apes, um, panic in the streets, weird viruses mm-hmm. brought over from... You know, you know what just occurred to me? They never really got to the source of the virus. Right. Yeah, we you know never what knew. Every, there was a lot more people in contact with that dude than just the people they rounded up. Mm-hmm. For example, the, the husband of the uh, um, wife oh, died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the people that Blackie and Fitch were in contact with, they didn't give a shit about those people. Right. To include Blackie's girlfriend, mm-hmm. Fitch, or Poldy's little brother, uh, All the people that were at the bar at yeah, the beginning, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. dude. We, I feel like suddenly my stock in Panic in the Streets just plummeted. <laughs> all of a sudden, I should I should have stopped thinking about. We it. We need to remake this movie. Uh, no, sequel. <laughs> no, this movie is playing out in real time as we speak, my dear. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't need a budget for it. We no. just start acting sick and like filming people with masks yeah. on. Yeah, go, go, go to Costco, go to, yeah, yeah, Walmart. Yeah. yeah, this is Panic in the Streets, motherfucker. You, you could do the voiceover. You could go. Uh, now the streets are desolate, and you see a few pe- <laughs> yeah. homeless people with the mask well, on. <laughs> the time to do that would have been back in March. Everybody's back at work now. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird antler creatures in the woods. Ari Aster, action figures of movies that we know and love, and the Padded Room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week. For the first time.